Extra Butter Podcast. I'm telling you, dude. Dogs are just like, no matter what, man. You're talking about work. I was talking about work. You can have the worst day, but there's nothing better than coming home and they're just so excited to see you. Like, yeah. Yeah, see man. you every day. See you every day, and they don't give a fuck. Just they like, don't care, yeah. man. My guy, what's up, Cam? Like, oh man, like I could be having the worst day, and this dog's like, I don't know about worst days, but you're home, buddy. What's up? <laughs> like, it makes me feel good. Man. Now feed me. Now feed me right now. Now like, feed me way, right now. By the way, I pooped in the bathroom. Go deal, <laughs> Go deal with that. Exactly. Hey, anyway, we're live, baby. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to Extra Buddy, a podcast for great conversation and great movies. This is Cam. Dillon. We talking about dogs right now. Talking about for all the dogs. But all- <laughs> Don't talk to my man like that. <laughs> I like it when you like it. Ma, 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 man. <laughs> That's an Adonis rhyme for you, bro. Dude, um, the coldest bar is this side of St. Louis. Bro, that, I cannot. It, part of me, because I saw so many people making fun of uh, his verse. But then there's also a part of me that's like, why wouldn't Drake let this happen? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's my son, man. I'm, go mm-hmm. ahead, man. Say, talk your talk. Drake probably make a billion a minute. He's like, I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever. Yo, Adonis was out there saying what a I I I have my iPad, then I broke my iPad. Like, talk your talk, bro. Talk it. Only Adonis can break his iPad and get another one within 30 seconds. Only Adonis, bro. And he's the only little kid that doesn't have the protector over the iPad because his father's so rich, he don't even need you the protector. Need he's me, like, boy, bro. you drop that, I got another one. Opens the closet, bro. looks like freaking, it looks he's just a, like, he, a, he looked like he got Best Buy's Geek Squad on deck. Literally, <laughs> Geek Squad on deck. Yeah, exactly. It's bro. the equivalent of DJ Khaled's ice cream freezer. There's just like 40 rows. It looks like that old thing they'd roll out the school laptops on. And they'd yeah. open up the chest and it's a thousand degrees in there. I'm telling you, man. There's a living uh, example of Richie Rich. It's a it's Adonis Graham. It's Adonis, baby. But speaking about kids. Little kids. Which feels this is a terrible transition. Uh, it's spooky season, uh, and we are talking <laughs> a nightmare on Elm Street, bro. Michael the, Scott's Michael Scott's screen name, little kid lover. That way, people know exactly <laughs> where my priorities where are. Where my priorities are, baby. Yeah, nightmare on Elm Street, baby. Nineteen eighty-four. Sheesh, bro. The one of the best slasher films ever written. And directed by the late and great Wes Craven. Uh, God rest his soul. I can't imagine what that man would be doing right now if he was still alive. That dude was uh, still making movies. He'd be like Clint Eastwood. He's got that freaking colostomy bag and an IV drip going, and he's just action. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did Clint say? I think he's fucking dead. I think he's, is he dead? Action. <laughs> I feel like Clint, Clint Eastwood is, 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 is so old. Uh, we saw I saw him in Mule, and I just couldn't believe that movie was made. I, How long did it take to shoot? <laughs> if y'all don't know Mule, it's, I think it's isn't it based on a true story? Or am I am I yeah, making that for up? some reason? The last like fifteen years, Clint has only done movies that are true stories, and they're all about like American legends or you yeah. know, heroes, war veterans, stuff like that. So there, that's that's his shtick now for some reason. I don't get it, but I just couldn't believe that movie was made starring him because mm-hmm. because he directed and starred in it. Right, he Lin Manuel Miranda did. I don't know how he's doing it, but he's doing it, baby. And I'm telling you, man, because it's I, <laughs> I don't I don't even look at him. I don't even know how he remembers his lines. He's just, he's just out here, bro. Like living the dream, baby. Got those big cue cards. Uh, they borrowed Pete Davidson from SNL, and he's just <laughs> holding up a cue card with Lauren Michaels. Back. Like Clint, Clint, you see me, Clint? And he's looking off into the distance. Huh? I think the, I think the sun. What? And <laughs> what? Huh? Action. <laughs> what? Like he's just. I feel he's like just saying lines from old old movies, movies of his. Like get off my lawn, Clint. Or, we're in a hey. car. Oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Clint just thinks he's on a horse. <laughs> he just starts getting down <laughs> from his chair. Like his legs are all sprawled. Yeah, uh, they'll make these like they used to. Yeah. You're in an Ikea, Clint. Come with me. We'll give you some meatballs. You'll be all right. <laughs> oh, man. Shit. Wes Craven, though. Wes Craven is... Uh, for me, Wes Craven, for most people, is what Stephen King is to horror books, you know? 100%. He's man. an auteur of horror films, and this is perhaps his uh, crowning achievement, uh, in my opinion, to be honest with you. Other than, I think you might think Scream is a contender for that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, because Wes Craven has some of the... Uh, most in uh, his filmography is so like just based in like in my opinion some of the most uh innovative horror movies that came out in that in that like 80s to 90s decade because mm -hmm. like he starts off with last house on the left then he goes the hills have eyes which if you've never seen that movie anytime i've gone like on a very long drive i think about that especially if you hit somewhere where it's like we went to Vegas and like going through the desert. There's a part of you that's like, what if, bro? <laughs> what if? What you know? if an uh, angry pack of hillbillies came out of that shed with a guitar, banjo, and a chainsaw? And just waiting to eat you and do some weird things to you. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it, it's that. Then he does, I think, the Swamp Thing, which I always get mistakenly thinking that John Carpenter did that movie. But it's really Wes Craven. Um, and then we get to the movie we're talking about, Nightmare on Elm Street, which is like, uh, it came out in 84, obviously I was not born then, but it is the first horror movie I remember watching, because it's the first horror movie that I had my first nightmare with, that I still remember, because I would have it multiple times, and I think maybe we all have had that experience of like, having a nightmare and then the recurring nightmare keep happening mm -hmm. like in a in, different sort of manner in a different yeah. sort of manner but the same like sequence of events occurs and for me it was always freddy krueger he was always the dude in my dreams because i was so afraid it's just so genius to have a movie that's about a killer that gets you while you're sleeping because for all of us sleep is so precious mm. it means every and it's and it's the the fact that you can't sleep or freddy's like once you fall asleep you're right where freddy wants you is terrifying because you can't not sleep bro like you know what i mean like if michael if michael Myers is gonna get me in my sleep ah he got me i was sleeping what you gonna ah. do you know what i mean like ah. <laughs> but like at least i got to you know get, you know get a little bit of sleep before he got mm -hmm. me with freddy it's like i stayed up for you know a hundred hours couldn't take it anymore and then now on top of me like almost dying from sleep deprivation i finally fall asleep and he's right and he's like he's like i got you you know what i mean like damn son of a bitch damn bro you to know? uh synopsis is bad boy um this film centers on uh high, high school student i believe nancy and her yep. couple friends they live on the uh infamous elm street which if you know i'm pretty damn sure at least I've heard this before that there is an Elm Street in like every city of the world. I don't know who the hell planned that. I remember is where that it was. before I, the movie or after. I don't know. I remember oh. where the Elm Street was in Dover, and every time I was on it, I was like, "Suckers living on this street." <laughs> uh, it centered on Nancy, and yes, while she falls asleep and her friends as well, they keep having dreams and and little glimpses of this man called Freddy with his razor gloves scratching some you know pipes in a dingy uh little basement thing yeah and eventually they learn that it's fred Krueger, yeah. the infamous killer pedophile etc etc that the parents all got together and did some vigilante justice on because he walked free from the court due to a technicality and now for payback he haunts their kids dreams and murders them and uh in creative ways well, just yeah, creative is the only way to describe how uh, he put his tongue through a phone. A hundred percent, man. Uh, <laughs> this movie stars, obviously, the amazing Robert England as Freddy Krueger, uh, the only person I feel like who could do it. Later uh, in this podcast, I wanted to ask Dylan uh, for some like, if you were to recast him, who oh. would you recast? But oh. we'll save that for later because I feel me like up now, so I can let it cook in the yeah, back exactly. Of I want to let my you brain cook. where things let it cook. <laughs> let it simmer let it simmer let the turn the heat on medium you know what i mean that let that, um, let that simmer but yeah starring robert england one of the greatest uh arguably one of the greatest horror icons ever to do a 
poor villain because again a lot of we talked about it in our last podcast a lot of these uh villains like jason michael um the mask is more uh popular than the person behind it robert england is freddie mm-hmm. there is no like distinction and on top of that too i feel like when it comes to like the og slashers freddie has the best design in terms of creepy factor you could maybe say leatherface because he's supposedly wearing another face but Freddy Krueger, like the burn marks, the way, like, I think Dylan said in the last podcast, the way Robert England used to hold his body because the glove he would wear was so heavy that he would, like, shrink one shoulder down. Like, mm-hmm. he, he just has such a creepy presence to him. Um, yeah, that terrifies the shit out of people. I think you're right, though, that for most kids, at least in our age group, our specific kind of uh, age group, this... And maybe kind of Exorcist and Friday the 13th. Like these were the films that like were so infamous that we heard about them at too young an age. And we somehow either accidentally got to see them or like maliciously rented it at the birthday party. You're all hanging out overnight sleepover. So this for me was like, yeah, that one of the first things I had seen for a horror film that I was like, I can't fucking watch that. Like I can't be alone and try to watch that. Lights got to be on because when Freddy Krueger first you know appears in the alleyway trying to hunt down this one girl and he's scratching his claws along the fence and then his fucking mm-hmm. hands extend and his arms are like yeah, slinky dogs dude. that shit got me good and then he just pops out from behind a trash can oh i was sweat i couldn't Girl. do it it's fucking hey, terrifying couldn't even look at the screen dude it's the first like i i'm not a huge fan of the sequels um, I do like New Nightmare because I feel like it's a nice precursor to because it's so like meta. Yes. The sense that Wes Craven's in it and it's like making fun of the movie that it's about. Mm-hmm. But I I like it more because I feel like it was a great precursor to what Wes, Wes Craven would would eventually do with Scream, which I think was like right after New Nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he found his footing with that one and was like, oh, what if the movie was like this, but there actually was like a killer in it that's not like, you know what I mean? But like, the first Nightmare on Elm Street, um, for people that don't know, like watching it now, like you can't deny that it's scary. The mm-hmm. first one is legitimately terrifying. Um, and like Dylan said, I saw this at a at a um, sleepover. This was like I think yeah, the first horror movie I ever saw at a sleepover, which terrified the fuck out of me. I did end up seeing like other some of the other classics. My dad uh, told me infamously that he was terrified of uh, The Exorcist, the original. So I remember watching that one with my dad. I don't even think we finished it because he was so afraid, which then, of course, made me afraid. So I was like, ah. Right, yeah. But this is the first movie I remember being like, like like I said earlier, like, this gave me my first nightmare easily. Hence the title, Nightmare (laughs) Elm Street. But this movie terrified me, dude. Like, what? It was like the first example of something I saw that wasn't just you know going to be a horror movie that's just like oh this is a jump scare or the jump scare is really just loud in a ways it's not really creepy this was the first movie that i was like this shit is psychological like mm-hmm. it gets under your skin because he could easily come up and just mud mark muck duck these people like he can come to this girl slash her head off do this but instead he sits there and just plays with them like he yeah. has a ton of fun he does this body dysmorphia stuff he just fools around instead of going straight for it for the most part and I was like, oh, that and then not being able to sleep and then having it torture you. And then yep. in real life, you're being tortured. And then in the dream, you're being tortured and you don't win either way. I yep. was like, this is like a horror film that I think stands out and becomes a classic because of how deep it sets in your bones, you know? 100%. Like Dylan said, like it, it's it's Freddy Krueger playing cat and mouse mm-hmm. for what feels like almost the duration of the entire film. <laughs> Like, just messing with these kids until, like, there is, like, the, um, eventually in the film, there's Nancy doing the whole, like, Home Alone, setting up traps. Yeah, that booby trap. Yeah, for Freddy. Uh, but, yeah, it, I mean, we're, right now we're watching the scene after the hallway where you see that, the, the girl being, like, drug up on the ceiling with blood all over her. Yeah. Like, dude, that, there's the so many. The Inception rotating room set. Yeah, dude, there's just so many, like, insane moments in this movie i really do think this is what uh put wes craven on the map obviously yeah he did before this have last house on the left and uh oh man what those, was those, have eyes. those have eyes and i feel like mm-hmm. those movies were disturbing in their own right but i think mm-hmm. this is the movie that 
set him apart as like oh this guy has like he's a he's a horror filmmaker for sure like he's mm-hmm. he's a he's someone to watch out for in this horror genre yeah those um, films have become like called classics enough that they've gotten sequels or multiple sequels like later oh, on yeah. in the 2000s but it's the thing that kills the the thing that kind of bums me out about part of the franchise is even though some of those later entries do have some crazy stuff and they've definitely solidified his character of being a little bit more comedic I like this film so much better because I'm like, this is just definitive to me. Like, I think the better idea is to keep him, you know, scary as hell. And then the elements of him that come off as comedic or just these weird ironic things from him torturing them. Because when you go to the second one, you immediately know, damn, this ain't Wes Craven. Damn, they really got this out in under six months and shot this with no money. It's more of like a weird comedy it almost feels like freddy krueger's running around in broad daylight at a at a birthday party looking like a a naughty by nature music video (laughs) it's it's like it sucked everything out of what you thought was creepy about it and they get back on track by bringing heather uh nancy's actress back for like the third one and they have a couple right moves but it never felt as authentically horrifying as it does with this first one yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. I feel like the the original movie, uh, though there are moments that Freddy is funny, the characters that he's torturing obviously never think he's funny. Like it, mm-hmm. whereas in these later films, even if you were a character in it, you'd be like, "All right, bro, like what what are we doing here?" You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was the like in New Nightmare, the joke became the movie. Where it's like in this first one, yeah, like if Freddy is funny in certain instances but he is more he's way more terrifying than he is funny mm-hmm. um and yeah it is kind of unfortunate that they took this character um in that route of just like he's just like almost just like a character like a character actor like he's just like a you know top hat dun, 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 dun. like you know like it, it just that it didn't feel like a, a horror movie he even had his own like variety show right like a tv like horror. he had like an anthology show like yeah. uh, like tales of the crypt keeper that that they would just he would be like the host for in between segments yeah right and i think like it's tough because like uh this movie came out in 84 and then like yes there were some iconic horror movies in the 90s but it's unfortunate that like there wasn't really any of those like really big bangers in the night or they or at least they weren't as iconic whereas like i feel like tv shows in the 90s like maybe like a uh, like x-files maybe mm-hmm. like x-files is very iconic obviously children's horror with goosebumps and are you of the dark like the tv show realm was a little bit more popping and it sucks because i feel like those sequels to freddy could have been so good if they just would have mm-hmm. just kept what Wes craven originally had in this first one like this boiler room scene for instance like just him scraping his iconic claw against the the pipes and the sparks flying everywhere like this dude was terrifying bro yeah and i i enjoyed new nightmare because of the originality that came from it but it's always a huge gamble to go that meta with something and try to have it work and i do think it, it does work for the most part if you go in your brain and separate you know reality from the art piece that like oh okay i see what they're doing with it but it was just like them really going back and trying to give some, you know, street cred to Freddy and make him spooky again, give him a different kind of glove, etc. And it really just made you notice how like every time you saw Freddy on screen, his makeup was a little different because they were always, you know, not they were trying to replicate what they originally did, but then yeah. it was always a little different. And then some of the makeup kind of shitty compared to some of the years, you know. Yep, yep, yep. And it's it's different when you have something like, you know, Michael, where it's like, okay, this is the character we're going to do. We're going to do his mask. And then all you have is the mask and not the character. So if the mask sucks, the mask sucks. Right, exactly. <laughs> with Freddy, exactly. at least Robert's coming through with his performance and he could shine through no matter what, even if the makeup's a little off. But when you fuck out Michael's mask, it's just like, well, I can't believe he's even scary anymore because he, he got that Dollar Tree discount store mask, you know? <laughs> exactly dude. yeah eventually in those halloween movies like yeah it went from uh bleached or whatever they said that was for a william shatner mask to uh, what is this just like garbaggio wow bro i i did like uh the the way the mask looked 
in the 2018 remake. Mm -hmm. I did a really good job with that one. And I do like the way it looks in the Rob Zombie film. I thought, like, it's a good mask. But, yeah, some of those, like, remakes to... Or not remakes, but those sequels to Halloween, like, oof. Oof. Just down the That's train. a terrible-looking mask, yeah. You know, it's crazy, too, because when you delve into, like, the history of the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff, and then you hear West start talking about, like, oh, yeah, there was a lot of, like real life inspiration for this and i'm just like hold the motherfucking phone like what do you mean some of this happened and yeah he tells this now famous story in interviews about how it was like a news article about i believe it was like a boy from cambodia i'm uh, trying to remember maybe that's right that yeah he was telling everybody that like he was having these insane nightmares and he was gonna die and they didn't believe him and they were trying was, to get him he was like, in a room with a pills. coffee like mother. yeah yeah exactly he, yeah like screamed in the middle of the night or whatever like he fell asleep on the couch and they were like oh thank god and instead of like leaving him there like i would have I, they like moved him <laughs> to his room and then he screamed and they came in there and he was dead and then they found all like what nancy does later they, you know the coffee pot caffeine this that to try and like stay awake and i was like gosh i don't know how to even explain that one to people Yep. and that's part of it and do you know the other part of it with the old man at, at wes's window it fucking terrified me it was actually really creepy like it could have been in the movie yeah um to nutshell the story it was like wes craven when he was younger there was like this random fucking old dude that was just in his alley some like wino or something some creepy dude outside and he was outside the window and when he went to go look out or whatever he was just staring right in at him kind of like mischievously smiling and then like went to like the front of the house and was like knocking or fucking with the doorknob or whatever and it took the guy a while to like go away like he kept standing out there dude that would have fucked me up as a kid a trillion percent bro uh, <laughs> and he says that's why when he originally did freddy the design was an old man because he was with that creepy old dude in the attic and i mean in the alleyway in mind and then they ended up going with robert yeah man yeah yeah man it also has some like pretty like uh like again uh not again but um for those that may not know uh johnny depp's in it like a young like a young young young, young johnny this depp. is his first role right or i believe crazy? so uh ooh, let me look let me look i, I believe, believe it's his first role they were saying he was nervous as fudge that he was job. like that he was so nervous but i think he does good and it blows you away to think that you know oh man it's so funny thinking he was so nervous his to do film debut film, bro yeah it's to, to know the absolute like insane level of success that he would get after bro. you know after a few more years it's an absolutely asinine dude dude yeah that and then also uh, there's an actress in a nightmare on elm street who plays like the teacher who I love in all of oh, the uh, Insidious films. I can't remember films. her name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I That's why I recognize her, her from. Um, oh, man, I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to. Oh, it's uh, Lin Che. Sorry, Lin Che. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lin Che, if you don't know, if you've ever seen the, we're, we're going to do James Wan, uh, if not the next podcast, podcast after. Definitely in the month of October, so be on the lookout. Um, Lin Che is a pretty much like a, another horror icon. It's kind of insane how many horror movies she's done. And Wes Craven loved her. He was in a lot of the Wes Craven films, but mm. uh, James Wan ended up using her in the Insidious films. She's like the uh, clairvoyant, a person who knows what's going on in the the realm of the dead. And she is so fantastic in those movies. I any movie she's in, I'm always like, I right, maybe it's pretty good. She's good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I love her in those movies, man. Dude, it's just I really just, interesting what Wes was able to, like, a lot of these actors, he's, like, throws into these movies, they end up being, like, huge stars, you know? Somehow, like, later down the line, yeah. yeah. You know what's sad for friggin' Johnny is that, like, everyone else, for the most part, kind of gets toyed with, or they go through hell. Johnny's literally just sitting there watching swimsuit models on a little baby TV, rocking the tunes, and he just gets sucked through the Bro. bed and spurred out like this thing of blood like he didn't even get messed with he just got clapped Dude, right away man he was a innocent bystander and in all this man what a what a trad darling not johnny not johnny Death, i love bro. uh i love movie roles like that that are like really early roles or like debuts because when they market the film later on they do another dvd blu-ray whatever they always try to market it with their name now that they're uh -huh. such a star yeah. and they'll be in the movie for like two seconds they won't have any sort of lead role yeah. they'll have Five like one line time yeah. and they'll just be like robert england and johnny Depp. 
And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? What do you mean Johnny Depp's in this? And they try to fool you. Yep. They do the same thing with Travolta, bro. They find Travolta and like, welcome back, Cotter. Like some really <laughs> old thing he was in. Starring. And like, starring Travolta. And all I yeah. saw for Travolta was like a lock of his hair and a, and a boot, you know? <laughs> they do that shit all the time, man. Oh, trying, to, man. trying to just plug people like that. Do you have any uh, favorite scenes from Nightmare that we haven't spoken about? I, I'm very because it scared the shit out of me so much. I'm very fond of the scene of him, which uh, stretching his arms, which I guess they thought was gonna look kind of hokey when they were trying to set it up. But Ooh, I think they for wrong? some reason it yeah. works really well. It doesn't come off as like him on the Muppet Show and being like an accordion arm. It just comes off as like, what yeah. the fuck is that? And I think a lot of it has to do with like that X Files rule of keeping him, keeping him in a shadow, keeping him in the dark not really showing his face lighting him in a certain way him popping up wherever i'm very fond of that scene because i think that immediately like you get the full body shot of him it's not like they're hiding him still he's not just a glove on the screen yeah and that shit just really settles for me like oh the rest of this movie is gonna be fucked like i don't know if i'm gonna handle this 100 percent. yep yep what stands out for you man for me my favorite scene is uh, when Nancy falls asleep in class because that one's like, th- for me, it was the scene where it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. no matter when, because that's the one where you first see him in the cellar and he has the claws on the, on, oh, sorry, the boiler room. And with the like, uh, the body bag with the exactly. her dead friend just exactly. dragging through the hall. Yep, yep, yep. That scene, because then it, it really does show that, like, you're not safe in this environment. Like, you can not even a cat nap you can take while Freddy's trying to you know what I mean like it doesn't matter if you close your eyes for a second this brother is going to be there so for me it's that scene and then there's a scene let me look it and there's eventually like no clear example of like there's no like you know oh we're in Mexico filter and it's all yellow like there's no distinction for that between green because at some point you just micro sleep you sleep standing up when you're that exhausted so we've all been in class and then it's like oh it's a tranquil day it's bright daylight and then you look right and there's a body bag and you're just like oh is she dreaming is she not dreaming and that line blur i think is done so well in this because they don't they don't have to force feed you like oh the blue filter's on that means nancy's dreaming it's like oh hell no dude you don't know if she's dreaming or not that guy thought he was safe in jail now he did yep yep yeah so for me it's that scene and then there's a scene in I think it's Nightmare 3 or 2. I think it's uh, 3. Dream Warriors? Uh, I don't know if it's... No, it's 3. Is 3 Dream Warriors? Yes. It's Yeah, yeah it's sure. whatever the scene is with the puppeteer where he has the dude, like, by oh, his wrists. Man. Yeah, I, I think it's just, like, the... Uh, maybe the creepiness factor for me of, like... Because the wrist is, like... Slitting your wrist to me is like, ah, oh, that shit is gosh. crazy. It gets me, man. It's yeah, so you know, it just feels... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. So just, like, that. And then, like, him hanging this dude by his wrist. And he's like, Ugh. ooh, God, dude. Like, that... Ooh, man. There, when you... Yeah, I was going to say, when you go far enough into the world of horror, that becomes, like, this top ten of, like, oh, these are the top ten, you know, Freddy kills or Michael kills or Friday the 13th kills. And... Freddy definitely has some very creative and often like comical kind of like kills or just sequences with body horror. The souls, the trapped souls of kids or whatever in his chest, him smashing the girl's head through TV. Yep. I don't even remember his famous line from that. Like, Something like you're gonna be a star, bitch, or something like that. Yeah, I think that is it. Yeah, yeah. The puppeteering when he's a motorcycle, like he's a Harley Davidson, and transforms to kill Mm. the guy, and he melds the guy into the Harley or something. Yeah, just all these like over the top things that it's way more than just oh, you see that he got macheted in the head. I was like, no, I just saw the guy. I saw Freddy. He was a pepperoni pizza, and the guy ate him, and then I just like. He's just so absolutely wacky you know what i mean just so over the top it's crazy it's just so brilliant that it's again like it, it's such a vulnerable spot i'm someone who i haven't had him in a while but i used to have like frequent uh sleep paralysis that freaked me out so that freaked me out too much man yeah and to me it's just like it, it it's a very creepy experience to be awake but your body uh, does not react like it, you can't move you can't get up you can't do anything but your your brain is like fully awake 
And because of that, it just like creates these images in your head that you cannot tell okay. is real or not because you are awake by yeah. all sense. It's just your body isn't. So in the first time, it was really scary. The as the the more I've gotten it, I haven't had it in a while, luckily. But the more I got it, the more I was able to like understand what was happening. So it wasn't as scary anymore. It was just kind of like ah, you know, there. My sleep paralysis demon is on his way. You know, no. let's let's go ahead and wake up, Cam. Uh, but you know, uh, those the beginning moments of it were terrifying. And I'll, I'll, when you wake up and you're like, okay, I'm good. Sometimes I I, I caught myself being like, damn, is this what it would have been like to like you know like been in in it with Freddie? Like, oh bro. shit, you know what I mean? Like he's right there, bro. Like I can't I can't move. I can't do anything. You know. And it's, and it's difficult because sometimes a lot of these horror icons, like, they're going to keep doing films. So in a way, like, the monster is unbeatable. But yeah. I always like trying to figure out how we're going to kill Freddy because how do you do it? And in the film, Nancy decides after seeing that she grabbed Fred Krueger's hat and then it was with her when she woke up from the dream. She decides, I'm going to rip this motherfucker out of and the dream. Then I'm, the I'm going to Macaulay Culkin him with a booby-trapped house. And the ending for me is always something that just doesn't make sense but i'm like yo, that was crazy <laughs> that was gonna be my next you know? question bro what did you think of the ending of this movie for 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 re-clarification for people who haven't seen it in a while she gets freddie out of the dream she tussles with him in the house and then like somehow the mom gets killed he gets set on fire then the mom sinks through a bed that somehow has become a coffin you have no idea what's going on and then for some reason at the end of the movie Nancy's cool. She looks fine. She goes outside. It's all smoky for some reason. Her mom's fine. Her friends pick her up in a in a car. And yep. then all of a sudden, the soft top comes up from the convertible. <laughs> and it's Freddy's colors for his sweater. Yep. And then the doors lock and it zooms off. And then her mom gets pulled through a little baby window in the front door. And the world's worst looking uh dummy or whatever dummy body yeah. from Ned's declassified <laughs> and uh i just don't know and for me when i saw it as a kid i was like uh that doesn't even make sense so i feel like that's not even real and then yeah. when they do all these friggin' sequels you're just like i don't know what to do anymore yeah 100 percent. yeah i i heard i saw it or heard about it that wes also hates the ending like he also was just like that he he wishes he would have cut it after the yeah the soft top or whatever which yeah i think maybe would have played a little bit better because then you would have just been like oh okay freddie's still out there and the movie ends but yeah there's just something about the we always talk about movies holding up that scene doesn't hold like i don't know how it played in the 80s and i remember being afraid of it when i saw it as a kid but man does that not hold up because that dummy looks freaking <laughs> awful bro this scene to me just screams this is what the producers wanted yeah, they wanted the chance to make more, and Wes never knew what he was gonna do. He was like, "I'm just trying to make a banger." Yep. So they were like, "We need something that suggests like it goes on." So then you get that scene that makes no sense because then when you pull up movie two or even three, when Nancy comes back, obviously she's back. She didn't get taken. You know what I mean? Right. So I guess nothing happened in yeah. that car. Like you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I feel like the scene could almost just be skipped, and it actually doesn't exist with the film. If you want to make that your canon, mm. or it's just the notion of the idea that Freddy's not done terrorizing her. That he, it's just a hint that he's not dead. But in yeah, yeah, that's that's all I got, bro. Or at least it would have been cool, like to pull it, to pull a. a throwback to nolan just inception yeah. it and just not know if you're dreaming or not mm -hmm. uh, you know yeah what I mean? that's, like that's that's a that would have been like 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 nancy gets in the car she drives away um th the mom goes in the house or you don't even see the mom nancy drives away and then pan to a little girl in a sweater mm-hmm and it's like, wait, hold on, what? Or something like that, you know what I mean? Like yeah, something like all that would have the jump rope girls there wearing the green yeah, and red. Yeah, wearing the green and red sweater, and the mom looks weird at it, or something that would have been like, wait, okay, hold on, is this a dream? Is the mom dreaming? Like, what's what's going on right now? You know what I mean? Like, just leave that little, ugh, okay, whatever. Because I understand the studio is gonna studio, they're gonna like be like, nah, man, you gotta leave it open just in case, but. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was a little much because, yeah, like you said, once you do do the sequels, then it goes, okay, well, we have to, we have to, like, what, we, what happened there? What? 
did she die? Is the is her mom like? Is she gonna talk about it? Like my mom was drug through a dogged door. I drug through a dogged door. Know, so, like what happened there? You know what I mean? I, yeah. To me, it always just never made sense. So I was just like, you know what? I'm not even gonna try to wrap my mind around it because I don't think it actually will ever make any sort of logical sense. You know? Ever, ever. Nope. Um. The craziest thing about this franchise is that after so many films and then having Friday the 13th also be a very popular series and, and blow through so many, yep. we get to Freddy versus Jason, which I always thought you should just should have come up with a better effing title. <laughs> I didn't like Kong versus Godzilla either. Just call it something more creative. Yeah, and I don't know how you feel about Freddy vs. Jason, but every time I think about it, I just think I don't really want to watch that because all I think about is like why films always try to put in these like pop artist R and B singers thinking they're actresses, and I'm just like, why the fuck is Kelly Rowland in this? Like, no someone please? What I do, why is Busta Rhymes in <laughs> Halloween? Like, what the fuck? I saw a preview for uh, freaking I don't even know what the hell it was, some horror film that I'd never seen before. And it said cast list, Trey songs. And I was like, oh, who uh, in the hell? With Alexandra Daddario? What, uh, what film? I saw a trailer for it earlier. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, a new Texas Chainsaw. Bro, Trey I'm fairly certain, who, and, I, and I could be wrong. I'm fairly certain. I could be wrong. So please, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But somebody, I know I saw the movie. Us. Someone please let me know. But I am fairly certain in that movie, there is a scene where Trey songs is playing pool with the other characters in the movie and they are listening to a trey song song oh my gosh it was just I, a plug i'm pretty i'm <laughs> if i'm wrong i'm wrong but i feel like i remember that like it's like they're playing pool go girl it's your birthday Say oh, yeah i feel like that's what's playing but maybe uh, i'm tripping but I, oh man like if you're wrong cam you have to make a new horror film and you have to put <laughs> mike jones in it Put Mike Jones it, yeah. exclusively. Like, and when the, the when Jones. the killer is slashing people, back then they didn't want me. Yeah. How hot they are. It has God. to be some like some like random two thousands like chingy. Yeah. I like the way you do that right there. Like just like <laughs> right, like randomly in the movie for no reason at all. Ch- chingy, is that you? Is that is that yeah. chingy? <laughs> and the yin yang twins are just rappelling down. <laughs> oh, exactly Dude, just any anybody any random r&b guy like i don't even care if like freddie goes around the corner and, and usher is going watch this and just follow yeah him. exactly but it's hey, gotta be like it's gotta it be like someone me. more like i need it to be like there's a uh i think it's a john mulaney joke where he's like where it's like he's watching uh uh law and order and they're like, like dean kane is that dean kane that's what i want i want it to be some kind of like random artist that you're like hold on is that okay okay yeah we'll we'll do this then we'll do who we want to pick to do a modern day freddy we'll pitch our freddy films and in our freddy film we have to pick the most random fucking artist we could think of to just throw in there okay all right all right all right okay uh i guess we'll go Freddie yeah. first because I think I wish he came artists. up with this yesterday because I wouldn't even have worked today. I just wanted to, <laughs> to think of <laughs> just this whole think thing. About this. I would have wrote a whole fucking like script for the cover of everything. He thought of. <laughs> All right, so my pick for uh Freddie, a recast of Freddie. I, I think he's really about this. Well, I, I've been thinking about it for a second, and I I think a really interesting take on Freddie. I have two actors. Um, one of them. Um, oh my god, I'm blanking on the name. I'll go with the other one. The first actor I had was Tom Hiddleston. Mm. I think he would play such an interesting, like again, a creepy Freddy. Mm. Um, mainly because I just like he has done like he had he he did that. I think it was a Guillermo del Toro movie, which was a horror movie. I am uh, blanking on the Crimson name Peak. Right yeah, Crimson Peak, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, I just felt like it wasn't that great of a movie. It was a but, little disappointing, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but, like, I felt like there's something there with his acting. Because, again, we've seen we've seen him a lot in, like, Loki and, like, these other uh, movies, which, like, I'm fine with. So I thought he'd be an interesting choice. And then my sleeper was Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, shit, bro. Now we're fucking talking. Yeah, for, I thought Lakeith would be such an interesting... Ooh. He would take it in a, in, a, in a direction that it's never been taken before. And that's how different it needs to be in order for us to forget about Robert England, if that makes any sense. 
it, it, it needs, needs to be an actor that's yeah. like gonna take it somewhere that it's never gone before you know not that jackie earl haley was bad when they did the oh remake. no i just yeah. think the rest of it wasn't there yeah it had nothing to do with what he did but because the product as a whole wasn't fit it was never gonna take off for him yep man lakeese did you pick two actors that just has uh insane gravitas that like even if the rest of the film didn't work out it would just be like oh it was okay but damn you yeah know? i picked like, tom because i felt like tom was like a safer choice like it'd be a, a choice that maybe a studio would be like yeah we can get behind that he's, he's got he's bankable right yeah so mm-hmm. i felt like that one's more bankable but like if you're if i'm directing the movie i'm picking lakeith stanfield i feel That's like he's just such an man. interesting actor within himself that like he would just take it somewhere you know um, all right, while I think about my random artist, who would you? And again, I, I, you've had less time to think about it, so do not feel, you know. I feel pressure. like if people were doing like a fan cast thing, they'd be like, oh, Bill Skarsgård. But the problem is that Bill played Pennywise, so I would not do yeah. that. Yeah, as that, excellent I as I think he's going to be with all this stuff, I wouldn't pick him because he already had done such an iconic version of a, you know, of a freaking monster. Yeah, okay. I would never touch anyone that's like old Hollywood. You'd never touch someone mm-hmm. that's like a hundred million dollar figure because you can't be like, oh, it's Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you give okay. it to Chris Pratt, you might as well just burn down the White House. Yeah. Because uh, ain't nobody going to accept that. You can't touch Tom Holland. You can't touch Timothy Chalamet. Shala, Shalama Lama. And you can't touch the guy that's done 10 films this year. But the guy I'd really like to see that I think would be good. Yeah. Not that he's old, but they could even go for like a little older version, like Wes originally thought. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Oh crap. Ah! From uh, three ten to Yuma, and Hell or High Water. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. I know you're talking about. I know you're talking about. I know you're talking about. Oh, let me Google it. He's fantastic, dude. Hell or High Water. Who am I thinking of? Oh, Ben Foster. Sorry about that, everybody. Ben oh, Foster. Yeah, there he is. Yep, yep. He played uh, Charlie Prince in the remake of uh, 310 to Yuma. He was with. He um, would be a good choice. He has the face for it. He was with Chris Pine in Hell or High Water. He is an amazing actor. He's one of those actors that always just delivers the goods, but he usually doesn't have like the starring role. It's usually like the side role. Yeah. But he's just scary good. And I think he's just one of those underrated dudes that would just absolutely crush that role because he would just he's it's not like he's an unknown name but absolutely not he's low radar enough that i think he could really he really cook in that role man. he just he great pick by the way he has like that i don't know he has that face that like looks menacing like he's able to look like you don't really know what he's up to i don't I don't know if i'm describing it correctly but like no because if you if you went all the way and put him in a makeup test you yeah like, exactly like, I can't yeah a hundred percent you can see like he's got the facial structure you know what i mean oh, i think man. he i would love he, it he yeah i yeah I, I think that might be the choice for like if 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 you're thinking about Robert England passing the torch, that's a great passing of the torch. You, for Lakeith, you're like literally not even passing the torch. You're literally like, we're going in a completely new direction. Mm-hmm. But with Ben, I feel like you're literally passing the torch. Like this is somebody who can do the, obviously he's who, who will, uh, no one's going to be as good as Robert England, but like he can do it justice, but also maybe take it to that next level that maybe Robert couldn't. You know what I mean? yeah and i don't i don't want to say that in a way that i'm disrespecting robert because he's fantastic but you know what i mean like ben could he's a great passing of the torch if he was the cat that was a good choice dude that's a good choice it's just a really it's a really tough call because you've already seen what happens when you try to recast him and even though that's not all on jackie that's on the film yeah absolutely not yeah you know that okay what we have to do is really both go in a new direction but stay true because yep. a lot of people were divided on his makeup and the makeup was trying to look less like a fantasy element and more like a real life burn victim. Yep. So there was some animosity with it. And then it's like, okay, so I would go with Keith, go real out there. But when you do the makeup, try to do as much 
you know, homage as you can to yeah. how it originally looked in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's going to look different because Keith has a different face shape, you know? Right, 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 right. But yeah, dude, that's fucking solid, dude. That's such solid. Place. All right, and then we have to go random uh musical oh, artist musical artist yeah for me for for me it's it's got to be people from the 2000 but for you it can be whoever you want like who if you're gonna throw somebody in there randomly oh i already know 100 who is it who is exactly it? Who, is who, it is. It? who is it ice spice oh my gosh hundred thousand percent she's not gonna look any different she's gonna have the same orange hair get up yeah. whatever she's gonna have the duncan's munchkin ice spice drink she's gonna get killed through the drive-thru yep gonna be ice spice she's gonna be like freddy's gonna be like ooh, uh cabbage yeah. patch doll and then Yo. ice spice is gonna be like i thought that nigga was a munch nigga he eat it, he eat it for <laughs> you know what i mean like you gotta like throw the line in there from a song because she's gonna what what happened is she's gonna be at dunkin donuts working and she's she's having a nightmare she's still at work and then yeah. he's just gonna be like do the carpets match drapes and then oh! just slash at her you know that's what I mean? it bro that's the line that's the freddy line <laughs> That's Yo, it. He munched the though. Carpets match the drink. Because the thing is that you have to have a tie-in song. So Ice Spice is gonna put out a tie-in song with her and Cardi B on the Whoa. on the track, and that's what plays in the credits. So when you leave the theater, that's it's crazy. Mm, da-da-da, da-da-da, mm, that's mm, crazy. Freddy, in your neighborhood, I'm killing them. Mm. I'm killing them. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's crazy. it's gonna be the it's gonna be a rap song off the one two. Freddie's coming for you. Mm-hmm. One, two, I'm coming for you. Three, four, I'm going in the back door. You know, they're gonna fuck that song up. Bro, dude. Let's keep it a buck. You know, she's gonna go crazy on that. <laughs> let's dog. keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck. All right, yeah, so that's a good choice. Uh, shit, dude. For me, if cry. I'm going 2000 artists, I'm going either Ja Rule. Oh my gosh. Or Ja Rule, baby. Sean Paul. Dude, fuck it. John John Paul Paul, needs to fucking be in there. Get busy. Go shake that booty. Can you imagine him in a fret, bro? John Paul's going to be in the basement. It's dark. Freddy Krueger's in there somewhere. He's going to have one lighter. Uh He's going to be flicking it. He's going to go, don't give me the lie. (laughs) Don't give me the lie. (laughs) Freddy's going to peel his face off. (laughs) Sean Nipah. You can give me that light. It's not the show. Freddy, what the be, fuck are you all? Yeah. Freddy, what the <laughs> fuck are you on? <laughs> oh my God, bro. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Uh, and again, the tie in song is going to be lit. It's just going to be Freddy Krueger something something. Mm. And no one's going to know the lyrics, but it's going to be a bop It's going to be a summer, fucking dude. banger, bro. <laughs> A banger, dude. Oh, uh, he's just gonna look at Freddy like, "Hey, Bumba Clock, get the <laughs> fuck out of my house, bro!" Oh, shit. oh, what that? <laughs> dude, Sean Paul, fuck it. it this so it's it's so funny because we want to come up with some of these celebrities, and then I realize, oh man, they've already been in this shit. Like Jaw Rules and Fast and the Furious in the first yep. line. Yep, yep. I can't yep. even. I can't even say fucking Rihanna because they try to throw her in a bunch of shit. Wow, I I you, can't bro. even. I can't do this, some of these people because they yeah. already like Trey songs. Bro, you killing me? Fucking killing me. And then even I, I could be wrong on that movie. fact though. So if someone please, uh, yeah, Look send up, me a message or write a comment. Yeah, because all but the Fast if and it's true, movies keep that. doing that. Every <laughs> every new Fast movie, it's like, oh, Cardi B's in it. Why? She's like two seconds on camera, and it makes no sense to me. And yeah. then it's like, oh, this girl's in it, you know? Right. It's so it's so weird to me. But yeah, Ice Spice and Sean Paul. Bro. Throw them in the movie, bro. It's too good. I need that. I need the tie-in songs to come back like that. You know what I mean? I'm saying, I, I need those bangers in my life. I wish that we had, like, if there was, like, musical people who follow the podcast, if they could just, like, record real quick, like, Garage Band Audacity tonight and send us in, like, their version of a song for, like, in the, <laughs> in the same, you know what I mean? Like, their Sean yeah. Paul Ice Spice song. You go on YouTube, type in oh, Sean man. Paul, type beat. And just yeah, crazy, and they yeah. just do, like, a little cover. I'd pay, like, at least $10 for that. It, easily 10 Yeah, easily 10 Maybe 20. even 12 Yeah, but why not? <laughs> for that kind of material, absolutely. It's worth it. I'll buy you some munchkins. Exactly. Oh, Jesus, man. man. On that note, man. Shit. Final thoughts. Final Final thoughts. thoughts. Uh, Yeah, I'll go. Uh, Final thoughts. 
um west craven uh again god rest his soul uh i love nightmare on elm street it's top five for me um if you've never seen it we are sorry for spoiling it um but if you don't want to see it after this podcast i don't know what to tell you it's a great movie um if you you don't want to write a screenplay that if you then i really don't know what to tell you you know I don't know what to do for you, man. Get yeah. in that coffee shop. Start yeah. writing. Let's let's get let's get the script going, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street to me is one of the most iconic movies ever made. Um, the claw is synonymous. You can't if you've never seen the movie, the look of Freddy Krueger, what Wes Craven did with this masterpiece of a film, um, will live on forever in cinema history. And I'm just really uh every uh horror season I watch the first one. Um yeah, it's a it's truly a blessing that Wes Craven gave this to us before his passing. I'm really, I love this movie, man. It's a really good movie. How about you, dude? Uh, Doss, man, I don't even know what to add to this. This is a, you can't touch this film. Like uh, as much as we joke about doing Sean Paul and all that jazz, <laughs> I just feel like they tried to make 10 other films after for him or whatever it was, you know, and it didn't work and it wasn't like this. So it's starting to feel like the first Jurassic Park. Even though we got 10 sequels, the lightning is in the bottle and you're not catching it again. Not in yeah. the same way you did the first time. Yeah, man. That's a man, that's a great point, dude. That's it. That's all I got. Hey, man. I, now I'm going to try to go to sleep tonight and not get haunted by Give me the lie. <laughs> hey, man. If I had if I had a choice of a sleep paralysis demon, it'd be yeah. John Paul in the corner. For Mine sure. would be the Burger King King. <laughs> <laughs> That's creepy as fuck, bro. It would just be him in an endless loop of Whopper, Whopper, Chicken Whopper. <laughs> That's terrifying. And I would throw hands yeah. very quickly. That's creepy as fuck. Oh, oh shit. Anyway, now. man, it's been Cam. <laughs> it's been Dylan. And this has been Extra Butter. Stay tuned, man. We're on a spooky season oh, uh, this year, man. It's popping right now, it's dude. Popping. Have a good day or night, guys. Later. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye.